Hello guys, it's Sober Sahara here. I just wanted to start with this little quick message that uh, this film that we're about to do is extremely sexually explicit. So it's pretty gory, very sexy. If you can't handle it, I suggest that you kind of skip this one. Uh, stay tuned for other movies that are a bit more family fun friendly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, enjoy this episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where Christian and I talk about all our favorite bad, good, and sometimes mid movies. Mid. Speaking of mid. Christian, after a pretty long hiatus, we're starting our Halloween series for the month. Uh huh. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Are you happy to be back? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, uh, Halloween. I don't care much too much for, but it's Sahara's favorite time of year. It is. So this is something we always look forward to. Plus, I get to just sit through movies. I don't have to do anything. So mm-hmm. you know how it is. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about the tw- 20... 22. <laughs> 2022 slasher horror movie X, directed and rented by Ty West. Christian. Go Ty. Do you remember this movie? I... Do not. Really? I don't know. No, I didn't hear ever hear about this movie until you told me about it like yeah. this year. And we watched that thing on on YouTube about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't watch the actual movie until like we started for this podcast. Yeah. But so I didn't really hear anything about it. I didn't even really see anything on YouTube about it until you showed me that one thing. I was really? like, okay. I remember it being on like YouTube, like the ad videos like all the time. Oh. And it had like and to me I thought honestly, Not you mentioned I do remember that. Yeah, because I thought it was gonna be like another uh, I thought it was going to be another uh, what's that movie God um, the guy with the chainsaw uh, no oh. the guy with the, the chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Man. yes I thought it was going to be another one of those because it was the shot where the girl like walks and you just see her legs mm-hmm. yeah that shot that famous shot they actually that's like part of this movie is a lot of like callbacks I don't know them all mm-hmm. but there's I saw, saw a whole list. I can probably look it up yeah. when, when we're getting deeper into this. Yeah, but yeah. I'll look it up if you want. But uh, we uh, and it's all like the callbacks to this movie because this movie is kind of like a love letter to like slashers. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you about that. I love it. Yeah. Um, I watched like stabbing people to death. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I was excited for this movie. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait till that's streaming. I want to. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know that we mention it. Mm-hmm. As of last week, last Friday, mm-hmm. uh, this prequel came out yep. called Pearl. Yeah. And it was also announced that a sequel called Maxine, which is our main character, yeah. So we which get, is supposed to come out of supposedly in March of next year. Yeah. So we get a sequel that's actually a prequel, and then we get a, another sequel. That is a sequel. Yeah. I think it's weird how we associate, like, sequel with, like, the second movie. Yeah. Even if it takes place after, but whatever. Probably because it's... Because sequel means, like, the second, but, like... Mm-hmm. Or subsequent. Whatever. 
get no, it's okay. <laughs> but um, what do you think of all those movies coming out super fast? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of kills hype. Yeah. Because if you release the first movie under that strategy, sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you might not get the audience you want because you didn't advertise much for it. Yeah. But then, like, to do it again with the second movie... Mm-hmm. See, now I don't know, because that might actually drive up hype, because now everyone's like... Yeah, and guess what? All the... It feels like, urgent. All the, uh... All the little... Comments... Saying Pearl is so good, like better than X. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the Martin Scorsese um, thing. Really? And he and he said like I think it was Martin Scorsese. Oh, and I think the tweet said I don't give a fuck what he has to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and it was like oh he couldn't sleep after it. Like not I, 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 I not that Scorsese is wet in the bed, but you know. Uh, I hear there's like a six I minute monologue. In this and. Pearl? Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm hearing that the ending is phenomenal. I saw some clips on uh, TikTok where Pearl's, like, screaming. She's like, uh, you don't like me anymore. I thought you liked me. She's just screaming. No, thank you. You, though. And literally, a lot of girls are like, no, this is is me. No. This is me. That annoys me. Really? Why? (laughs) Sees someone acting terribly. Oh, that's me. Mia Goth is killing it. Oh, I was talking about Pearl. What do you mean acting bad? Well, you said that people react. Did I, I mishear you? I thought you said you were talking about people reacting to Pearl. Yeah. What about it? Uh, ne- never mind. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna understand. So I'll tell you in the morning. Okay. On to the movie. So, what did you think about like the opening scene of this movie? I'm trying to remember what the opening scene is. You forgot. Well, lucky me, because I have it right oh, here. Oh, yeah, I did like the opening scene. What was the opening scene? Where the cops showed up. The cops showed up, and we're in the barn, and we're watching, and then... Oh, exit. yeah. That's how I, was, I was like, what? And I, I, I forgot about the cop, but yeah, go on. <laughs> Wait, but do you remember any of Ty West's movies? <clears throat> I, I mean, you don't like horror movies. Yeah, I don't like horror movies. That's why I said I might, but... So does VHS sound familiar? Oh, yeah. You seen that? Well, I've heard of it. Yeah? Really good. I love it. Really good. Third one's not good. Is that the one where they get, like, sucked into the television? Or is that the one where it's, like, um, just very... I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. It's VHS. It's through VHS. You're watching different tapes. Different horror stories. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I actually, I remember you telling me about that like last week. But anyway, yeah, I digress. So I want to stay on track this time. What about I always take us off track. So <laughs> what about um, you're next? Have you heard of that? Uh, I think. <clears throat> hey, it's and okay. I just want to show you. I just want to show I you. I might have. I mean, but I'll look it up. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to look up first. You're slow. <gasps> I have a newer iPhone, so it's technically faster. You have a new iPhone? I have a newer iPhone than you. You have one, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. This. You don't remember this? Oh. Yeah! No. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Cabin Fever. You saw the first Cabin Fever, because I, I made you watch it with me. Yeah. Sahara loves making me watch movies, but then, like, I try to get her to sit. To get her to sit okay, through, that's like, because this movie's boring. I try to get her to sit through, like, a 20-minute episode of a show, and she's like, ugh! Like, it's the end of the world. It's because nobody's fucking. <laughs> okay. That's not why. 
So the music is by Tyler Bates and Chelsea Wolf. Did you pay attention to any of the songs? They were very... On brand. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly the word you can give it. They were very... Oh, what do you think horror movie music sounds like? There you go. Not really. I mean, some of them. In the there were some that stood out. Where the weather is hot. That's a that's a scary movie. That's a. <sighs> Never mind. I know. Is that what you're gonna say? No. Why? Everyone heard that song. Do you know what cinematic masterpiece that song is in? <laughs> uh, I believe it's uh, the first or second Despic- Despicable Me. Really? I don't, think, I don't think I saw the second Despicable Me. I mean, the song's been out since the 70s. It's Monko Jerry. I know. But, well, you, you, oh no, you make it sound like it's a new song. It's, I'm not it came saying out the, it it's came out a the new 70s. song. What? You're like, That's not what we're talking whatever. about. Whatever, I'm not arguing with you right now. Not in these circumstances. So, what I'm saying, don't look at me like that. You amaze me. So the movie made 4.3 million out of its one million dollar budget. What do you think about that? Pretty good. I know it's insane. I don't. The last movie. Sorry, there's something on my face and I could feel it. The last movie um, that we watched. Which one was the last movie we watched? Sorry. Uh, Before this movie. Mm-hmm. It was Solo. Solo? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Yes. It wasn't because we watched one of your movies last week. So I thought. We watched this movie. I mean, that's true. But, like, because. <laughs> never mind. Whatever. I'm what too. Were you uh, thinking? I, I thought that we thought we watched another horror movie last week. No. Didn't we? No. Because we didn't watch Solo. Not last week. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm probably just confused, but I thought the last movie we watched was also a bomb, but I didn't think it was Solo. Did Solo bomb at the box office? Low-key, yeah. Okay. I, I know it made a lot of money, just yeah. not a lot. Yeah. Not as much as Disney wanted it to make. Mm, yeah. I don't think it did. I don't think it bombed, but I don't think it really did well either. Anyway, I thought we watched another movie, but I'm probably just forgetting. Yeah, probably. Go on. So this movie stars Mia Goth, who is also in Nymphony. Who's also in Pearl and Maxine. <laughs> I mean, they got her work in. They got... You have you seen her work. outfit from the uh, premiere of Pearl? I have not. She's like wearing all black and then she's wearing like a black veil. She looks amazing. You said the Pearl premiere? Yeah. Like, she looks amazing. Pearl Jam. Oh, is this it? Yeah, I saw this. Does she look hot? I guess. She looks amazing. It's giving, it's giving the Ameri- nun from like American the fucking conjuring. No. That's what I'm thinking. Of like the conjuring. But like a sexy. Is she a natural blonde? I thought I I thought her hair was brown, but in in here it's blonde. I mean, she might have dyed it. She might have dyed. I mean, yeah, but like, her hair's either brown or blonde, so. This can't be red. No. (laughs) Redheads don't exist. (laughs) Sorry, Ireland. Jenna Ortega. Jenny. Who will most recently is going to be playing Wednesday Adams on the mm-hmm. show Wednesday, streaming on Netflix, premiering November twenty third. Shameless plug that we're not getting paid for. I know, I know, but I just you, you should know. you should you should collect on that. Should I? Yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Boop boop beep boop. Boop boop beep 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 boop. 
um, Martin Henderson and Brittany Snow from Grey's Grey's Anatomy. Grey's, oh my God. Grey's Pitch Perfect. So uh, I have a few questions here. Yeah. But um, some of them are kind of have to stay for the end. But I'll go through a couple that I can right now. Oh, you forgot. We guys still have cute Cuddy. Now. Oh, we're still going through the cast. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was really mean. Okay. You apologize to Kid Cuddy. I'm sorry for trying to be Cuddy. <laughs> okay. Here's your it question. Wasn't that funny? I thought it was hilarious. What was my question? You don't want to keep going? Or That's, he was the last one. Who played Howard? Uh, Martin Henderson. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear that one. No, I lied. I don't. I don't. Think <laughs> I hate you. See what she does in me, audience. Okay, so would you classify this as a thriller? Mm, no. No? No. You didn't feel like you were on edge all the time? Mm, no. I'm... I think the moment, like, Pearl started being weird, like, staring, I was on edge. I mean, I knew it was going to be, like, a slash or something. You're kind of, like, expecting weird shit to happen. But you don't know how or when. And that's what makes a thriller good. I guess. I guess it's a thriller. But when I think of thriller, I think of, like, It's something. a very slow burn. Yeah, that's what I think of. But it's I think that, like, this happened really fast, though. Yeah, like, the kills feel spaced out, but, but in succession They do enough. feel kind of spaced out, because I forgot when RJ was dead. And, like, I mean, when, I mean, like, when we you, see his body again, I'm just like, Honestly, I take that as, like... That? I take that... Sorry for interrupting, but, no, like, I, I take this as, like, our killers are old. Mm -hmm. They can't move around or I do know. things as fast, so we're, we're seeing it through their speed. Which is really, like, scary, you know? Um, seventy-four. <laughs> Howard! Oh my God! Howard! Fuck me, Howard! You don't know that yet. Shh. It's okay. Okay. You want me to? I'm. Um, I'm gonna spoil it anyway. Ooh, they were waiting for the slow burn. Remember? <laughs> uh, and mm, I'll wait. I'll get us through the first like ten minutes of the movie before I lost this one. Okay. Do you want me to keep going then? Of course. Um, when it comes to slasher, do you think sex and horror go hand in hand? Uh, I mean... Because when I think of, like, slasher films, I honestly, I think of, like, early 2000s, uh, tits and, Tanner. Like, sex. Yeah. Go get my towel out of the car. Literally, bro. Okay. You know? <laughs> Sounds of stabbing to death. Literally. But that's what I think of. So, Stabbing but I feel like sense. in this movie, like six and like sex and horror is like six. I know I'm high. I'm sorry. Okay, Drake, calm down. <laughs> sex I was and running horror. through the. Okay. Um. <laughs> With my woes. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that sound. Do you know what that sounded like? <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> so, do you think that in slasher films, sex and horror go hand in hand? Well, I believe that slasher kind of preys on how you're already feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, it betrays a previous emotion, you know? Yeah. Like, like oh... You're, everyone's having a really good time at the pool party. Stacy's dead. You know, like yeah, I feel like that's what slashers do. They just like to build on your emotions and then sh tear them down the next mm -hmm. second, or not tear them up, but like spike them. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that's just what it is. So I mean, it, yeah, sex, but also really just any like 
good, mm-hmm. like, feeling, you know? Like, people are having a good time. I mean, that's what happens a lot in um, other movies. Like, say, it's a movie about a parent, like, a missing kid. Like, they're having fun, they're just like, where's my son? Oh. And then, it's like, Ed builds from there. Yeah. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. Like, or movies that, uh, or even, like, the ASPA, so ASPCA commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, the dogs and kennels and whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to like play with emotion and film and film. And yeah, film. Yeah. So especially with, like the music and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, M- music because you have multiple mediums to work with. You have music, you have sound, you have other, you, uh, sound other than music. Yeah. Do but, you think the sex was like a good tool, and not just something that's like? I actually have another question there. about that. Yeah. So I'll answer when we get there. Okay. I mean, I kind of got that from the top of my head, so I didn't write it. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, can I ask my question then? Yeah, sure. a- a- after. Yeah. Okay. You answer yeah, repeat your question first. More like, do, do you think the sex was, like, a good tool to use? Mm, yeah. Um, or, like, because you know how, like, in some slasher films, like, sex is just something that's, like, I don't know, gets you to the next part, I guess? Yeah. Um, and how some male directors kind of make it, like, disgustingly... Disgusting. O- like, overly sexual to the point where it's kind of like, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I just... I agree. That's not really an answer. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I think I, I did appreciate the way sex is used in this film, just because oh, yeah. usually sex is just like a, mm-hmm. to show, mm-hmm. like, oh, this person's dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the, the surviving version, whatever yeah. that trope is called. It's just to counteract that. So like you see the cheerleader and the jock going at it, and then they're just like, oh, dead. They're like the first two other that like other stereotypically dead first dead characters <laughs> what, whether they be lonely guy out in the woods their only or, sin is being a minority or yeah that <laughs> but yeah i really enjoyed like the porn aspect of it i honestly thought like <laughs> I not like that but like i bet I don't know. I just feel like sex is such a mysterious thing. Like, I love when it's played around a little bit. So Harris wants to see me a goth get railed. Shut the fuck up. I've she seen, wants to do the railing. I've seen her get railed, to she, be honest. She wants to do the railing. And if you've seen me a goth and nymphomaniac, then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no one watched that Part movie. one and part two. No one watched that movie. No, probably not. Do you know that only main factor... It's on Hulu, by the way. But you know, like, the, one of the factors for the director to get the movie to, like, gain traction? He's like, oh, my actors are actually having sex on camera. They weren't. <laughs> they just behind <laughs> Someone's having sex. <laughs> just not them. <laughs> just not Shia LaBeouf and Mia Goth. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> but, they were um, together. Yeah, they have a kid. I forgot. I don't know if they're married. I keep hearing conflicting things. They, um... Oh, I remember, because I looked this up mm-hmm. when I started watching the movie, because you told me about Shia LaBeouf before, but him, they, they were together for years, and then they broke up for, like, a year, mm-hmm. and then they got back together. As soon as she got famous, getting famouser. That, that year gap was Transformers, by the way. Oh, really? I'm kidding, no. Oh. It, was, it was around there, though. Let's yeah. see. Mia Goth, Wikipedia. Oh, my goodness. Is it on there? Uh, yeah, it's there. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, 2012 to 2018, and then 2020 to present. They said, yeah, COVID's got us messed up, you want to like move back in together I guess I can't afford rent <laughs> I can't afford rent no movies are filming <laughs> yikes um which one which one do you think said that Shia LaBeouf or Mia <laughs> that's the fact that either one could have said it at the same time though <laughs> I, I left my all spark in there your what all spark what's from, that from Transformers the never mind whatever. I'm sorry it's Shia LaBeouf 
<laughs> but did you know there's an actual adult film called The Farmer's Daughter, which was in 1976, mm-hmm. which is infamous because it started, um, because not started, but starred a um, future acclaimed mainstream writer and actor, Spalding Gray. Who's Spalding Gray? <laughs> I don't know, but it kind of just for me that kind of played. Did it? I wonder if that porno started off the same as the one we see in the movie. <laughs> and I want to know, Ty, Ty West, did you did you research this? I no. need to know. That was his parents' VHS. Um, okay, we're done. <laughs> Do you think this film is a love letter to the golden age of slasher horror? Mm. As film elitist as this is gonna say, mm-hmm. um, no, only good film genres can have a golden age. I'm just kidding. No, slasher films are good, but uh, um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know about love letter. I think it's just like, oh, let's pull as much as we can and leave it for the audience to guess. Like it kind of just just as it kind of just does the same thing that MCU movies do. Mm. Hey, look at this other thing that all the nerds know about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, do you think? With, I mean, with that being said, like, you know, like, slashers, like, the ones that they call from, or call back from in the movie, like, uh, Psycho, uh, Texas Chainsaw, mm-hmm. uh, The Shining, like, I think of that as, like, Golden Age, you know? But, like... Um, yeah, but I guess all those are kind of, like, different movies. Like, yeah, they're all slashers, but, like, they're yeah. all different kinds of horror. Really? Psycho and, um... What was that movie you said? You said, like, four. I said Texas Chainsaw. There's uh, physical horror. Harm to oneself. I didn't know there was different. Like, I think that's a I mean, slasher. I'm, I'm kind of, like, making this up. <laughs> but it's also, like, I'm kind of, like, in my mind, this is how I rationalize it. No, it's okay. Keep going. Uh, The Shining. Um, horror to one's mind. <laughs> Psychological horror. That has a name, yeah. <laughs> But I think of that as the golden age, but... I know. They're all thrillers or slashers for different reasons. Yeah. But with that being said, do you think slashers now making, a, like, a comeback? Like, slasher can be, like, good and compelling and make you think? Um, yeah. I mean, like, we're already seeing with, like, um... Uh, who am I trying to say? Uh, Jordan Peele. Peel? Yeah, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. Uh, we're seeing with Jordan Peele movies, he's making horror movies that make you think, but are also kind of like, you know, you can get with it, it's not boring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that all the time when I watch films. I'm like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> Do you like the themes of youth is fleeting and living life without regrets? When it doesn't get you killed, yeah. But I mean, like, do you like it, though? Mm. Like, I even with, I think with, even with the older, uh, like, elderly couple, like, that's, like, definitely, like, trying to live life back in its fullest. Yeah. Like, they were when they were young. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the old couple, definitely. Uh, Howard and Pearl, mm-hmm. by the way. Audience. They, uh, because we can be very confusing sometimes, as I found. Like, I listen to us sometimes on post and board. I'm just like, huh? Cool. What are we on? <laughs> the worst part was when you accidentally fast forward like 30 seconds and you're like, oh, I'll just listen, and then we're just barely making sentences happen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but I think, yeah, youth is fleeting is definitely like a really main trope in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, not trope, but main theme in this movie. So, um, enjoy what you have while you got it. Mm. And we won't waste any more of your time. 
because we're getting right into the movie right now. <laughs> 30 All minutes right. ago. X. So we open with Southern Texas House. The cicadas chirping in the background. I hate cicadas. They are like, annoying. I mean, they're cool to look at. They're very colorful bugs. But like, like, it's definitely, like, Southern. You know what I mean? Roll like, Tide. <laughs> no, I just hate the sound of them. Like, I hear them and I'm like, alright, I'm gonna go light the tree on fire. Did you know that this movie was filmed in uh, New Zealand? Uh, I think you told I think you told me that, but I'm not sure. But no, I didn't know it before you told me. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, I really thought they were in Texas somewhere. You really thought they were in Texas? Somewhere. What part? Not the cities. It was like the Oklahoma part. The Oklahoma part. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, as we see this, um, it looks like we as the viewer are looking through, like, at this house through, like, an open door. We? Yeah, because we, we are the audience are looking out through the eyes of whoever. Huh. But as we see this, we see like co- a cop car like pull up to the house, and the camera camera like slowly leaves the door. Did you like, like that? Did you like that? Yeah, I loved it. That was such a good idea. It's just so pretty. And uh, yeah, televangel. Yeah. So the yeah, that's when we like see the cop, and then uh, the cop sees like the body in the front lawn, and he starts following a trail of blood into the house, and we mm-hmm. see an axe like placed on the front porch, and you're like. Oh boy, what happened here? And as a cop uh, makes his way inside, a pastor's like preaching on the TV and he's saying like... Roll time! Because <laughs> he supports Alabama. No. Go, bo- go Bulldogs! Says, woof, woof, woof. He says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I regret to say I know the powers of Satan firsthand. Our very own daughter was taken by perverts and swindlers and fall into the world of sin. And you're just like, oh... Mm. I think these people have bigger problems. That's what I call a remember that that'll be important later. <laughs> that'll be important. And I later. and I, I can hear you saying that. That'll be important later. <laughs> it's a surprise tool that'll help us later. Oh my god. Oh my god. The cop who is now we know is the sheriff is called downstairs into the basement, and two cops walk down the stairs and. Uh, once they make it into the basement, they have a look of horror on their face over something that we can't see. They're like, ugh. No, literally. We cut to uh, cocaine being used. It's smoked by our queen, Maxine, played by Mia Goth. I just want to say, throughout this movie, she is huffing that up. Literally. Dude. She is Any like, chance she gets. Do any chance she's not running for her life or, like, doing other things, it's like a line a mile long <laughs> a British Q I don't think I could do anything that she did while she's like <sighs> I think that's the only reason she was able to do what she did oh dude adrenaline she, adrenaline that's just like I'm sorry have you took cocaine before? all the time <laughs> there's that story of that bear in like Yellowstone or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, some, some drug van mm-hmm. like had to dump it some cargo or whatever and a bear ate like 17 ki- uh, kilos of cocaine. <laughs> like eight. Eight. 17 kilos. I just about that bear. I just said the bear, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, anyway, I you and, and someone like retweeted the article once one time. They're like, you know, <laughs> they're like, you know, there's probably <laughs> like a 10 minute period where this bear was the strongest apex predator on the planet. That's hot. Go bear. <laughs> go bear. Go. Da bears. <laughs> That's how I imagined it was, too. So, then we see, uh, Wayne 
played by Martin Henderson, who we learn is uh, Maxine's boyfriend. And so they kiss, and he tells her that... Wayne tells Max that she's special and no one would like her. Mm. He tells her Armin the devil. (laughs) He tells her to hurry up since everyone is waiting for her. As Max continues to look at herself in the mirror, she tells herself she's a fucking sex symbol. A fucking sex symbol. Fucking sex symbol. Us in the back. No one knows who you are. In the summertime by Mungo, Jerry starts playing as we cut to outside, and we meet Bobby Lynn, played by Brittany Snow. Favorite character. You love Bobby? I love Bobby, too. Her and the boom girl. Oh. They, they did not deserve what happened to them. Yeah, I know. I mean, Bobby, may, maybe, maybe, maybe. What? She was being sweet. She was calling her all sorts of names before she... I thought that's because she hit her. Harder than that. Okay. Okay. I woke up, Chris So we see Bobby Lynn, played by Brittany Snow, and Max and Wayne as they bring their bags to the van. Then we see them speed off into the road, dirt road to be exact, leaving the industrial city behind. And that's when we know that the year is 1979. Mm-hmm. So then we hear the same preacher as before from the TV played on the radio saying, America needs Jesus, but it's quickly changed to another station. Yes. Scripts are then getting passed around the group, and we see it's a movie called The Farmer's Daughter. And Bobby is excited, so she starts talking about all the things that she's ready for Hollywood. But Wayne corrects her, saying that this is an independent film, and that films like these make people into stars. And that's when we meet RJ, played by Owen Campbell. I just want to say, Owen is just not cool. RJ? RJ? Yeah. Owen's his real name. Oh, sorry. It's his Christian name. His Christian His birth, government name. So RJ, the, oh yeah, RJ the director. Mm-hmm. Um, not a cool guy. Yeah, no, he was a little bitch. Not even that, he was just a, he's obviously taking advantage of Maxine. What do you mean? That man's like 40-something. That's Wayne. What? RJ is the director. Are we not talking Wayne about Wayne would be the producer because he's paying for it. Well, producer, my bad. Producer, Wayne. Mm-hmm. My bad, audience. Yeah, Wayne is asshole. the producer. He's the oldest guy. He's an asshole. He's obviously t- taking I mean, I would say he's sleazy. That's the same thing. I mean, but he hasn't given anything that he's like an asshole. That's a, I mean, if you're sleazy, then like... You're just more suave when you, like, steal from people. I don't know. I just feel like... I was going to say something, but it doesn't really make any sense. So, I'm going to say something so confusing. It's going to get me arrested. (laughs) So, then we meet RJ, played by Owen Campbell, as he is the writer of the scripts and the director. Script. (laughs) Script. RJ is the writer and agrees with Wayne Mm -hmm. about how the movie's an independent film. Mm -hmm. We learned that Wayne has made movies like this before. Roll time. (laughs) But he's gotten in trouble with the IRS. Uh, which I'm assuming it like means he's like that, that tax man tried to get me. Oh my god! Which is that not what he called it? The tax man? I think so. Or that tax man, like one in particular. I guess. Then um, that's when they all start going around talking about their American dream, and Bobby explains that hers wants to be a life where she's really comfortable. I want to be a superstar. 
as RJ and his girlfriend who's with him named Lorraine, played by Jenna Ortega. Listens well, on. Poor Lorraine. I know. Poor Lorraine and poor Bobby. Bobby further explains that she would tan her boobs in her own pool and that God gave her a really good body and it would be a sin not to take care of them. And then Jackson, played by Kid Cudi's like, mm-hmm, yep. Isn't Jackson Wyoming, right? I have no idea where you got that from. Seems from a state, Anna. It's pretty sure it's just Jackson. I, mean, I, didn't, hear, I didn't hear what his last name was. Uh, um, I had it oh, a second ago. Cast. Oh. Jackson Hole, which is a city in Wyoming. Oh. Yeah. Bobby then asks what Max's American dream is, but Max just kind of sits and thinks about what her American dream truly is as we cut to the van pulling into a gas station. Yes. Wayne then tells Max that he picked up RJ from a college and is hoping that he can put the movie together like how real uh, editors do. Like, how about I give you a real job? And that if it sells well, then he'll be out of the red, which is dead, I'm assuming. Dead. Funny <laughs> enough. Never mind. I'll, I'll hold my fun fact done. No, he is. I it's not related at all, so he can go on. Okay. Max tells him that she's ready for a life of luxury and that she's done waiting. Which, I'm so happy we're recording this before I go see Pearl, because I feel like Pearl would, like, really mess with this. But from what the vote I've seen, I feel like her and Pearl are, like, wanting the same things out of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne reassures her that she will be famous because she has the X You have factor. the X factor. X. Bum bum. Um, well, they're at the gas station. I'm not quite sure I remember what it, if anything of Well, that's when we learned that, like, Max doesn't like Lorraine. Oh, yeah. She says that she's really creepy. And that Max she just was stares. her boyfriend, right? No, Max or is, Max. is Maxine. Oh, Maxine. Oh, I don't know why. You say, I say Maxine. Why? I don't assume Max of Maxine. I don't know why. I know it makes sense. I'm pretty sure they called her Max. Probably. They also older other names when that one lady was trying to kill her. Oh but anyway, so so Maxine, uh, she's like, I don't really like uh, Lorraine. She just stares. It's really mean because Lorraine is so cool and that ha- ends up affecting them later in the movie because Lorraine didn't want to be around her mm-hmm. her meanness. Oh, dang. Just scrolled. Okay, so eventually they arrive at the farmhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... Where was I? Sorry, I got lost to my... It's okay. Okay, they arrive at the, the farm of uh, Howard and Pearl. I don't know if they had last names, but they're called Howard and Pearl. Oh, you skipped a lot. Are they? Well, because they left the gas station. Yeah, but there was a lot that they did. Oh. Am I forgetting something? Yeah, like when uh, Bobby goes up to Lorraine and she's like, Oh, uh, your boyfriend's really cute. Or whatever. Oh, and um, Bobby, like, convinces her to, like... No, 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 no. Or, or Lorraine's more, like, qu- has questions about it. And then, no, 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 she, she, Bobby asks her, she's like, oh, do you help with his films? And she's like, oh, sometimes. And then Lorraine looks at Jackson, and she asks Bobby if that's her boyfriend. Bobby's like, sometimes. Sometimes? I remember that. Yeah. And we learn that RJ wants to make the film, like, a bit more classy, like a French film, so that's taken more seriously. I thought that was corny. <laughs> but he then explains it's a good way to cover the lack of budget that they have. So they start filming Jackson pumping gas into the van, and then Bobby uh, kind of makes a suggestion, literally, that oh, if literally. the camera was pointed at the nozzle, it looks like he's using his cock, which RJ listens to and continues to hold the camera that way. Then we cut to Max and Wayne paying for their stuff as Matt 
as Nass asked why he couldn't just get like a farmhouse in Houston and Wayne explains that it's too expensive and that the older folk out here are just looking to make a quick buck so basically they're Airbnb before it was cool <laughs> then we again uh, hear the preacher of the TV as he continues on and on about kidnappers murderers sex fiends I was devil worship all of the results of our increasingly secular society mm-hmm Wayne tells Max that he also wants to keep things on the lowdown of what they're filming because people around these parks are weird about sex. And as he says that, the checkout lady that they're checking their food out is like, what the fuck are y'all on? I know. Like, huh? So we come back to outside as Wayne asks Bobby what she thinks of the script. She says it doesn't matter, implying that people are not watching because of the script and uh, what is being said. And then Wayne tells her not to bring any negativity because it brings negative results. Mm -hmm. So he greatly cares about this movie and it doing well. He's like... I'm an artist. So Bobby just has a little diva moment, and they pull and they all pull away, leaving the gas station. Behind us, the preacher on the TV says that deviants are already amongst us, waiting for our sons and daughters. So heed dire warnings and repent before it's too late. He may be a forgiving God, but every man's got his limits. So um, right after that, we cut to the van. Uh, they're stuck in traffic, and there was a cow. Uh, that was struck by a truck. This part had me like. Ugh. I know it's really nasty. Um, and Max, uh, Maxine, gags upon seeing it, and she says she hates blood and guts. And then the van just like rolls over, said blood and guts, and it's like. Yeah, it's. Really makes nasty. a really a squishy sound. Wayne says, "Just when you think you escaped the slaughterhouses, they slowly move away from the wreck. Little do they know." Literally. That, that's a line for the rain. Uh. They finally make it to the farmhouse, the same farmhouse that we saw in the beginning of the movie. Uh, Wayne leaves to, at the beginning we mean with the cops that were mm-hmm. investigating something. Wayne leaves to do business with the owners. Uh, Lorraine looks on with judgmental disgust as Bobby and Jackson start making out. Lorraine's a, yeah, she's a little racist. She is not. <laughs> okay, no, Lorraine isn't racist. This is just the 1970s, we're just suspe- supposed to expect that a white woman in the 1970s wasn't racist. Totally. Okay, no, she genuinely wasn't. She's a college student. You're better than that. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, she hates wa- watching uh, two responsible adults do actions that harm no one. Uh, Lorraine tells RJ that they are making smut, and she really does not want any part of it. RJ calls her prude, and that it's not impossible to make a good, dirty movie. Thank you for scrolling. <laughs> Wayne meets up with Howard, who's played by Stephen Ure. Uh, he pulls a gun on Wayne as the group in the van watch on. Max pulls a small handgun out of the glove box that we had saw earlier in the movie, and Max is like, for protection. That's not in the earlier. That's that's what's it? happening right now. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought he was showed it earlier because that line didn't make sense. Anyway, we cut to the group moving their stuff as Max spots a person in the window looking down at her. This is Pearl, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know, big reveal. Uh, Howard shows them the barn in which they'll be staying and or filming as he starts violently coughing and convinces the group that he's fine. Poor Howard. <laughs> he... Sorry. It's okay. He... Stop moving. Okay. He shows the group the cabin that they'll live in, saying it's from the Civil War. The Civil War. Mm. And he asks Wayne if he served and tells... Yes, Wayne, if he served, and tells him that he has flat feet, but we learned that Jackson served two tours in Vietnam. Howard says that he does not recall Wayne telling him that he was bringing a group, so Wayne gives him extra money, hoping he can overlook that. 
Uh, but Howard says that he does not like Wayne, and that he does not like the look of the rest of the group. What's that supposed to mean? And that his uh, wife, Pearl, is feeble and would appreciate discretion from the group. They're like, yeah, leave my wife alone. <laughs> my wife. Wayne says he promises and then walks out. Max says that he is very judgmental, and Lorraine asks if he no even knows why they're here. Wayne explains to her that they would rather ask for forgiveness than beg for permission. Wayne watches as Howard pulls away in his truck and tells the group that he, and he tells the group that they should start getting to work. We cut to their movie as Lorraine looks in curiosity and interest. RJ tries to direct, but Jackson just tells him to stay in his lane since he knows what he's doing. We then cut to Max leaving to explore the grounds of the farm. Uh, she sees a lake and decides to take a quick swim. That'll be important later, as we see someone walking in the background, watching her. Did that not scare you? Because that scared me. I was like, huh? <laughs> we cut to Wayne talking to RJ over the movie that they're making. RJ wants to make it more cinematic than just, quote, straight porn, end quote, which excites Wayne about all the money that they're going to get from this film and tells RJ to feel how excited he is, and he actually does it. As in, like, oh. And he's touching his penis. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, feel my cock. So gross. Feel my cock. Whoa. That's what he said. No, right. That is not what he says. Close enough. <laughs> Alright, we cut to Bobby wiping man fluid off her back and throwing the towel at Lorraine as Jackson stands in front of the window naked. Go, Jackson. Bobby tells him he looks proud of himself and he tells her he was born for this line of work and she tells him that he didn't even do anything and that she was the one really acting, which, wow, rude. I thought. Okay, I bet he you thought, thought what? I bet he thought he was putting in work. Hmm. <laughs> Rude. Jackson's like, well, you're good, but not that good. Bobby has her when Harry met Sally moment to prove a point as the rain looks on uh, looks on as Bobby tells Jackson not to look so glum and to come closer to her. Jackson tells her he loves her and she tells him, Bless your heart. Oh, bless as your they heart. share a cigarette. Bless your heart. I didn't know that that meant negative connotations because my like oh. aw you're stupid literally because I would say something and then my grandfather's like one one of his wives well she's his ex-wife now oh. but yeah anyway but she would say that all the time she'd be like oh bless your heart and I'd oh. be like oh she's so nice <laughs> just call me fucking stupid bro <laughs> poor you she tells Max that there was nothing he wouldn't do for her back then, and that is the power of beauty, which, okay, girl, get a grip. She further explained that she was a dancer back then, and when the war came, not everything in life turns out how you expect. She was a dancer back then? She was a dancer back then? I'm sorry, do you have a photo of me at goth dancing or something? No. Is it from Pearl? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're just spoiling yourself already. She tells Max she has a special face as she urges her to look in the mirror before cutting back to Bobby and Jackson, making out at the same time. Pearl reaches out to touch Max's boob. Because the way she's wearing her overall, she doesn't have anything underneath. Hmm. She's like... I know, bro. Oh my god. Give it to me now. Pearl then tells Max to leave, saying this is their little secret because they... It's giving librarian from Monster University. Shh. Anyway, <laughs> Max runs back. I mean, like she sprints back she to the bar. She sprinted, girl. 
as Rain like jump scares her, saying it's like it's your turn for the scene. It's your turn for the scene. It's your turn for the scene. Get in there. The team needs you. So Max snorts more cocaine. More cocaine. More. It was her second hit of the day. I might add. More. (laughs) She tells herself she will not accept a life she does not deserve. Because they all sound like that, by the way. Like Texas. We then cut to Howard making his way through the house when he sees the limited picture with the two cups. And I says suspiciously. He's like, hmm. He's like, hmm. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. We then cut back to Wayne asking Max if she's ready. And she kisses him and she says, Let's go make a movie. I was born already. The group goes into the barn and set up the scene. This is my favorite part of it. Are you serious? Bobby gets a pail like for milk mm-hmm. and pours a carton of milk in. Jackson uses the film slate. Sarah had to ask me what that was. She's like, what's the thing where they go, like, scene, whatever, take, whatever? That's the thing that I'm imitating when I say Christian. Yeah, that's what I'm imitating. That's funny. Thank you. Do you think that's cute? Fine. I didn't say anything. Okay. You don't have me on the record saying anything, so. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jackson uses the slate and RJ calls action as Max obviously starts shining in front of the camera. You know, because she's a sex symbol. Oh, a star. We then cut to a bunch of creepy looking dolls, which, yeah, and Pearl brushing her brittle hair and using blue eyeshadow to copy Max. She's like, is this what it means to be pretty? I see the way Howard looks at you, you tramp. <laughs> Uh, we kept to the recording system being used. It's a nice scene. You get to see some very analog recording equipment. It's Max doing her scene. So we, we as the camera, take a more voyeuristic angle of looking at it. It's like we're peeking through windows or whatever uh, as we're looking. And we see Max basically just riding Jackson. Also, it's not basically. She is. <laughs> Silly Sahara. There's no writing. <laughs> Everyone in the group is watching, and Lorraine being uh, the sound uh, of the boom girl, she's just standing pretty much over them, like, holding the boom, just, like, ravishingly looking, licking her lips. Ravishingly? Licking her lips oh and God. begging and pleading, and uh, she's just kind of staring, like, being weird, like a weirdo. Not the only person that's staring, though, so it can relate. Uh, Ooh. What? Ooh. Did you hear what you said? I heard you. And we, we can relate. <laughs> Alright, anyway, so I say that because we look out and then we see that it's Pearl who's looking through the window uh, that the camera's angle was a while ago. Uh, we cut between Max and Pearl as Pearl imagines herself as Pearl in front of the camera being sexy again. Okay? That's how I interpret the scene. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's just more like... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is that is what's happening. She wants to be young again, but mm-hmm. also... Stop being weird, bro. I'm trying not to be. No, not you, Pearl. Oh, Pearl. Okay, I'm sorry. Weirdo. (laughs) So, like, I'm like, okay, she either wants to be where Max is, or she wants to be Max. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, technically. (laughs) Technically. We then cut to Pearl making her way back to the house to Howard as he sits in the living room. I suppose he came home. Because, you know, he looked at... I did, I said... said He looked at lemonade glass. Yeah. But I don't think she knows that. Pearl starts dancing for him, and he tells her that they have talked about this, and she begins to sleep with, uh, with her, and that she, no, sorry, and she begs him to sleep with her. So obviously they're not sleeping together anymore, mm-hmm. or at least doing that. I would part. just like to point out, if you haven't seen this movie, like Pearl and Howard look old. Like they like, like look old, like old. The word old doesn't describe. Like they're like I don't like they're like one 
fall down a step and it's it's lights out. Chair not chair stairs one oh win and the knockout in the first round. Anyway, so she begs Howard to sleep with him. He's like, My heart is bad. <laughs> The doctor denied my transplant. I said, I want that one. <laughs> it looked at me funny. Me going into the door, into the board. God. I want that one. Alright, uh, anyway. So we kept the Max walking down the hallway. And try to act naturally. Uh, oh, sorry. And act naturally. Sorry, I can't read sometimes. Down the hallway as Act Naturally by Buck Owens starts playing. You know. Because you should act naturally. <laughs> the group is making dinner when Bobby compliments her performance and tells Wayne by saying he did a really he's really great. No wonder his life he left his wife for Max. <laughs> uh, that was funny. You thought so? You gotta give Maureen props for that one. <laughs> like, can you imagine if you said that to somebody? No. Like your college professor, or someone they're just like, oh wow, I see why your life left you for you. Oh no, why why you left your wife for UTA? <laughs> <laughs> She's really pretty. Can relate. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Max starts kissing Wayne when she notices Lorraine staring like. She is nuts. I know. I just think it's funny. Cause come on. Max gets on to her uh, for this. Lorraine admits that she has a question for Wayne. She asks, "How can he? How can you let her do that and defile your relationship?" She's just like, she is not like that. And then she's just like, yeah, how do you how can you do that? Because it seems like very personal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wayne's just like, oh, well, as long as the camera rolling and he's making money, he doesn't care. So he, at least in this one aspect, uh, respects Maxine, sort of. But he's, still, you know, just using her for money. Mm-hmm. So it don't really matter. Still, oh, LOL dies anyway. Uh, RJ cuts in saying that this is just a movie and that's not real life. Lorraine says she knows and asks what about love. She asks the group if they believe in love. Max says of course they do. Lorraine asks how can they love how can they love someone if they're with other people. Max challenges her and asks if she thinks the group doesn't have any morals. <laughs> yeah. Lorraine says no, and Max tells her that she does not want to live a life where old traditions control her life, and that there are better places to be than where she came from, she being Max, where she came from, and that what they do is just sex, and they can choose who to love but not who they want to screw. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting, because you usually always hear it the other way, like, oh, you I kind of thought that her saying that was like, oh, like, you know how you get screwed over by people? Yeah. I'm sure she's felt like she's gotten screwed over her whole life because, you know, she wants something. She told Wayne, like, I'm, I'm tired of waiting, you know? When uh-huh. is it going to be my turn? I love that. Hours. My fucking God. Sorry. I just, I, I'm just, that scene is just playing in my mind. Dude, it's so fucking funny. I hate it. Really? I'd be under that bed like... Uh, Christian's a... <laughs> no, it's more like... Poor oh, Lexi. No, Lexi was like... I love when both recordings we had to talk about Euphoria. Euphoria! I like Euphoria. I'm glad you do. So Max continues to explain that attraction is out of one's control and that is not healthy, keeping those feelings locked away. Bobby tells Lorraine that she sees her checking out Jackson and Lorraine denies this. Stop looking at me. Bobby tells her it's okay and he doesn't mind. 
and she further explains that everybody likes sex and that they're just not afraid to admit that they like it and that one day they're going to be too old to fuck and that life is too short mm-hmm. Bobby continues by saying the fact of the matter is that they turn people on and that they can't look away and that's what scares them Wayne makes a very accurate prediction that home videos are going to be become popular because people are free to do whatever they want without judgment, saying that porn won't just be for the pervert. Which is bold, because I don't think the VHS even existed yet. Mm-hmm. The, group, <laughs> the group then makes a toast for the pervert, saying uh, thanks for paying their bills for years, and Jackson makes a toast to living life of excess and to being young and having fun till the day. Hey, man, brother. <laughs> what did you think of that line? I think it was valid. It, again, really speaks to the whole, like, oh, enjoy being young. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lorraine says that she doesn't know she agrees with everything that they say, but she did like what she saw today, and then they all toast. Bar- Bobby then starts to sing Landslide by Fleetwood Mac as Jackson plays the guitar as the group looks on. Oh, boy, more Fleetwood Mac. And then as this is playing, we cut to Pearl being sad as Bobby voice still plays on. As we see Pearl get ready for bed. So what did you think about that? She was like, I'm going to sleep. No, I mean like land, landslide being played. A what? Landslide being played. I don't know. Um, I don't listen to a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. So, but I assume that song is from Rumors. Mm-hmm. As all the other good songs are. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming that that's a song where about losing. Not, not losing someone like they died, but just like you don't feel like the same in a relationship anymore mm-hmm. given the album's context like album for people cheating on each other by people cheating on each other in a band <laughs> each other so then after the song finishes Lorraine asks if she can Lur- do pain. after the song finishes Lorraine asks if she can do a scene in the movie and Andre tells her no and his only reason is because he's jealous she explains that if she is going to make a dirty movie, she wants to do more than just hold the sound equipment. RJ tells her the film is halfway through and that she can't just add herself to it. She asks him why, and he tells her that it's not just done that way. And she tells him that they did it in Psycho, and she says that RJ loves that movie. RJ gets visibly more upset, explaining to her that Psycho is a horror movie, and that's not the movie he's trying to make. Lorraine's counter-argument is that no one is coming to see the movie for plot. They're coming to see uh, tits and ass and a big dick. RJ kind of gets mad at her. He's like, Lorraine! Which, not gonna lie, it was kind of mean for her to say. Why? Because he's really trying to put this together. Like, he's proud of his work, and she's like, no one's coming here because you're good at it, you know? Like people- He doesn't even want her to be in it because he doesn't want her to see her get naked in front of people. Get naked. Oh my God. I mean, no one ever saw it, so except for maybe that cause, so. <laughs> She asks him why they can't. Lorraine asks him why they can't just give people what they're paying for. He tells her that he's making something better than that. And she asks him, which is what she's a callback to, like the beginning of the film. She's like, "When did you become such a prude?" And I was like, "Lorraine." RJ and Wayne uh, step outside to talk, and RJ is beyond pissed. And Wayne explains that Lorraine is going to do what she wants, and that he should just let her do it safely while he's around. And RJ does not like the thought of her fucking, in his own words, a man whore. RJ explains to Wayne that Lorraine is a nice girl and is not like the others, which Wayne, which Wayne takes offense to, and he tells him that no girl is a nice girl. So then we cut to the girls doing the Rain's makeup, and it's honestly kind of cute. It's giving sleepover vibes. It's giving sleepover vibes. It is. 
as RJ slow-mo walks through the room, realizing that Lorraine's actually gonna do this. Mm-hmm. And we see her, like, fully transform into, like, one of the girls as, like, she takes off her crucifix as Wayne hands RJ the camera. What did you think about that? Mm. Just, mm? That does things to my film organ. Your film organ? Yeah, the one that talks Your about eyes? film. No. The one that talks about film. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Back to the saying things that I know will make you mad. Oh my god, please stop. Lorraine and Jackson filmed their scene when we cut to Pearl waking up in the middle of the night. She's like, douche. 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 We see everyone asleep. All couples are like all coupling up. Except for Lorraine and Audrey, who is taking a shower and he starts crying to himself. Christian, why? Why was he so emotional? And why was he trying to hide him? He was emotional because he didn't want her to have relations with other people. This is the 1970s. Mm. You gotta understand that people were very conservative back then. Conservative while making a porn video? Other women. <laughs> it's different when it's your woman, you know? I think it's really unfair for him to, like, act I mean, like if that. he was upset, that's valid. I don't think... I just feel like, why didn't he just express that earlier? You know what I mean? Oh my god. Yes, I know what you mean. Well, yeah, but, like, she wasn't supposed to be in it. She was just a sound girl, you know? I guess. It's just, like, if you don't want her to do something, like, why bring her in the first place, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So then we see RJ, like, angrily, like, take the keys to the van. Wow. And he starts driving without them saying things like, oh, good luck without me and to hell with them. And he starts pulling off to the property when, and like, then. Pearl, like, stops him, like... We see him, like, pull up to, like, the gate, I guess, and she's, she's just, just, like... She, you know, she's just standing there, bro. Menacingly. Menacingly. <laughs> and then what happens? <laughs> RJ gets out of the car to help her, which is, like, so nice, because I would have been, like... Going beep. around. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so, like, he gets out of the car to help her, and she just starts hugging him and caressing him, which visibly makes him uncomfortable. When she tries to kiss him, he stops her, and she asks him why he can't look at her the way he does with the other girls, and that she can show him, like, what she's capable of, and he's like, he's like, ma'am, with all due respect, put that away. Like, he's just like, ugh. Did he actually say that? No, he says, ma'am, I don't want to see any of that. That's what he said. I thought what he said was way more mean. (laughs) Oh, did you hear some guy tell you that, ma'am? I don't want to see any of that. He suggests to her that they both go find Howard, but then, like, Pearl, like, stabs him in the middle of the throat, bro. And then, yeah, and, like, he, like, drops to the ground, and we, like, watch him, like, start drowning in his own blood. But Pearl, like, gets on top of him, and she continues to, like, stab his neck over and over again. And I thought she was, like, decapitating him, bro. Like, oh my goodness. And she kind of does this while, like, this music is playing, and there's, like, the scene is all red because of the blood hitting the headlights. Dancing in the moonlight. Oh, my goodness. And it just looks like Pearl, like, has an orgasm, bro. She's like... <gasps> and for an old lady, it's just like, wow. Good for her. <laughs> She's girl bossing. She's girl bossing. Whatever you want to call it. Lorraine finally wakes up realizing that, like, RJ is gone. And she goes on to look for him, and she notices that the front door is open. So she steps outside to look for him some more, but then Wayne, like, jump scares her, and he's like, ah! I know. He's like, what's wrong? 
And she explains that she's worried that uh, he left her, and Wynn explains that the van is you still here. Because you can still see the van from where it was. And that he's probably just processing things. Lorraine says that she doesn't want them to break up for just doing a scene, and Wayne tells her that she did nothing wrong, and that he'll get over it eventually, Poor and man. that he'll go talk to him in the morning. Mm. <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you? Lorraine asks if he would help her find him. She pleads, and he says that she's getting really worried. Wayne says, fine, but he's not getting in the middle of their shit. I'm not getting in the middle of your shit. Wayne looks for RJ in the barn as Lorraine goes up to the house. As she approaches, she sees Howard and starts to leave. Um, but she explains that she's sorry for, like, disturbing him and that she's really looking for RJ. Howard asks, how? I guess she's going up from the back door because RJ's body is in the front door. Something. Yeah, she, she must be approaching the back door. Probably. I don't remember. It's just the house. I guess. I guess. I guess so. So, Howard asks her, um, at if, asks Lorraine if she's seen Pearl, and Lorraine says no, and that's Lorraine when, says no. Then, <laughs> literally. No. <laughs> we cut to Wayne, uh, in the barn because he thinks RJ's in it, so he's trying to, like, talk to him, but he doesn't notice the nail on the floor, and he, like, steps on it, and it's, like, really painful, you're like, oh my gosh. Did she put that there, though? <laughs> I don't know. Real Maybe. Question. Well, how would she know he would walk that way? I wish no anyone walked that way. That's true. So Wayne hears like creaks and noises and um, he starts walking toward it. Hmm. And he hmm. figures it's either RJ or Lorraine outside. So, and then there's like these two peepholes like through and um, he puts his eyes towards it. And at first we see nothing, but then we see that someone walked in front of it because there was light coming through, but then it goes dark. And uh, Wayne's face changes, but then his like eyes get stabbed. I was like, I think it's a pitchfork. Yeah. It's really gross. Um, then we cut to Howard and Lorraine getting flashlights to go look for Pearl. Howard asks Lorraine to go down to the basement to go get another light. If an old man asked you that, would you go down to the basement? No. Yeah, and then would I? I'd be like, you go down to the basement. I'll take this one. So Lorraine is obviously hesitant before she uh, cuts the light on in the basement. And then that's when we cut back to Wayne as we see the pitchfork like exit his head. Yeah. And we see his eyeballs like fall out and you're just like <laughs> So Wayne is our second body down. Bodies. 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 What did you think? What did you think of that first kill? Uh uh Wayne? Mm-hmm. Um Odd. I, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect Wayne to have been the first one to die. Really? Yeah. I felt like it would have been like uh let's see well, actually, no, he wasn't the first kill. No, because, RJ was. Yeah, it was RJ. Mm-hmm. Why'd you say Wayne, though? I didn't. I said he's our second body. Oh, well. Yeah. No, you asked, what do I think of that first kill? And I said Wayne. No, what did you think of that kill is what I said. Oh, oh well, <laughs> it was a very interesting kill. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Pitchfork do slot the barn into eyes before. Yeah. But, um, very interesting. I think RJ's was a bit more shocking. She's just like... I know, I know. Getting in there. I know. Pearl's wild. So then Pearl goes into the barn to up to Wayne's body and she like stabs him again in the chest, I guess to like get the job done. We can relate. Woo! And then she starts covering his body with hay. Like it's very like like slowly covering Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I hate that. She's like so old. <laughs> we then cut back to Lorraine going down the stairs to the basement looking for a flashlight. When she finds it, she starts making her way back up the stairs, but we find that the door is locked. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. 
So we as the audience see the other side of the uh, basement door and we see the two locks are there. And it's just like, oh my god. Oh my god. But like, then it's more like what she sees on the basement. Dude, like literally. she's like looking for something to like get out and mm -hmm. she tries to light and there's like a rotting corpse in there. Literally, like completely naked. And we get like the most famous scream. <sighs> literally. Jenna, it's Jenna, you're our new scream queen, babe. It's a bit of we then cut to Bobby and Jackson sleeping peacefully when Jackson hears the door creak. Bobby wakes up besides him and she asks him what's wrong. He tells her it's nothing and he guesses that old habits die hard, which I think is kind of sad. Yeah. Because, you know, like the whole Vietnam thing. So then we cut to Jackson walking around the house completely naked, probably to investigate the noise. But then he gets a glass of milk while he's out in the kitchen. Racing is in her home. Oh my god. Jackson notices a flashlight from the window, and we can see Howard uh, walking up to the house, the door. And then Jack and Jackson goes to like meet him at the door, and he's still completely naked. He asks Howard if everything is alright, and our, Howard tells him that his wife has gone missing, and that he's worried since she gets confused sometimes. Jackson asks him why he has a rifle if he's looking for his wife, which is like great observation, because I would have been like, Why are you looking for your wife? Okay. You know, you know what Who Pearl reminds me of? What? You remember that one movie we watched and that lady, she had like Alzheimer's. You said this she, last time. She was like a snake or something. Yeah. Yeah. That one. The oh. life of like Deborah Logan. Oh yeah, the or life the, of... Or the taking of Deborah Logan yeah, or something. Yeah, the, the taking of Deborah Logan, that movie. Yeah. yeah. That's Who Pearl reminds me of. Wild. We should have done that movie for Halloween. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like this. Oh, she took it. <laughs> don't eat my snacks. My snacks aren't good enough for you, I guess. So Howard explains uh, the rifles for the gators. Um, he further tells him that he once found her by the edge of the pond, and that if she were to fall in, and he kind of like stops, kind of just insinuating that she would be eaten. And it's just like... Uh-huh. Do, do alligators eat people? Or is it like mean, an enticing thing? They can't, like if they're hungry enough and it's there. I like, know, but, like, they, I but those alligators obviously live there, so they have to be eating something. Yeah, like usually like fish or something. Yeah. Or whatever animal. So do you think that they would just like attack? Oh, probably not. No, uh, no. That's why I'm thinking like, okay, maybe those alligators are little heads. Alligators are like kind of chill. Mm -hmm. Like and even if you startle them, like they're. Like, I feel like they'd run away. Yeah, they're like stories of like. I remember there was a famous one that I read. Uh, this was back years ago mm -hmm. when uh, it was at like a Disney resort. Mm -hmm. uh, this is years ago mm -hmm. in Florida. I guess it was a. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, is that like a Disney resort, I think? Mm -hmm. And some parents like let their kid out, or, or they didn't mean to leave their kid out, mm -hmm. but their kid walked around and fell into like a little pond mm -hmm. nearby and got eaten by an alligator. And the kid, the parents got charged with like child endangerment or whatever. Yeah. But like, um, but that reminds me because like everyone was talking about it, like gators or whatever. It's like, yeah, gators usually won't eat people unless they're like really hungry. Because yeah. like, and one guy was telling a story when he was a kid. He was like, yeah, I drive my bike home from school and a car almost clipped me and I and I ran off the road into like this little uh, creek, pond, whatever, and I fell like right in front of it and I looked up and there's uh, like right as I fall, I look at all the gators and are just like like, what you doing here? <laughs> like, See, that's crazy, which makes me think They're very like, chill. Yeah, animals. I feel like I feel I, like they kind of get the treatment that sharks do. I mean, don't mess with them. Yeah, but, like, obviously, but like, chill. yeah. Mm. Speaking of sharks. Oh my god. I know, but uh, I saw on Twitter the other day mm. 
the scientists tagged the shark mm-hmm. in the they tagged the shark like they tagged it like they put like a oh tag. I've seen that I've seen and that it, and it swam yeah. in the shape of a shark yes that was yeah. funny oh I thought you were talking about the one that's like they're self aware now no it's like the one that's like got eaten by the Maglodon. what there's this there's this guy on Twitter that's like okay well you can like tag a shark and follow it but like it's been being very erratic and it always like it's been like seeing its like pattern and it always stays pretty close like the shoreline it goes up and down up and down up and down and finally it kind of starts going out all the way out further all the way out further coming back occasionally but going out further and he thinks that that shark got eaten by a bigger shark okay yeah i thought that was really interesting whatever we're off topic (laughs) so then jackson asks him if he needs any help and Howard is just silent as we see Jackson's thang thang him. That thang thang him. I know, it's just swapping back and forth. That shit's slapping his knees. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real knee slapper right there. Oh my god. Jackson is like, I'll help you. Let me go find some clothes. And I just think it's a really funny moment. Because he calls them scabies. Let me put some scabies on. Uh, that's not what he said, isn't he? I think that's exactly what he said. I thought it said skimmies. Scabies. Whatever. We as the audience become voyeuristic again as we become Pearl's POV and watch Jackson get dressed. When he leaves, we watch as Pearl gets naked and climb into bed with the Max, and you're like, mm. huh? Yeah. We then, that was just weird. I was like, huh? But yeah. Which makes me think, it's like, is she in love with Max? I think she just wants to be Max or whatever, because she was watching Max ride Jackson mm. or whatever. And so, uh, uh, but like after that. Sorry, I'm finding where I work. And no, okay. I need to catch up on our notes. Um, uh, so Jackson mm-hmm. is out helping Howard look for Pearl, and they're mm-hmm. in the woods, and they like split up or whatever. Yeah. And Jackson eventually they get back together or whatever, and but like when they do that. No, that's when he says, "Um, once a marine, always a marine." Yeah, once a marine, always a marine, because mm-hmm. he's like very on edge, like looking around. Yeah. And eventually Jackson discovers like a submerged car on a pond, which is Ooh, a psycho reference. Yeah. By the way. Mm-hmm. Psycho reference. So I know, he's like, what the fuck what is the fuck? that? And then Howard, like, shoots him dead. Yes. A lot happens before that, though. Well, I skipped a lot, but it's, yeah. just, it's just them walking through the woods. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot still, like... I mean, I guess you're right. I guess I'm it's really just them walking through the woods. Yeah. I mean, they're looking for Pearl. Well, obviously, that's why they're there. <laughs> so we cut back to Pearl cuddling with Max, and Pearl gets a little more daring and starts touching Max with, like, her bloody hand. Like, Pearl is, hasn't washed off, like... RJ's blood off of her. RJ or Wayne. Literally. So it's just getting all over Max. And Pearl's like breathing in her ear and like kissing her. And I know when you're next to me. And I know like. <laughs> you know what? I just feel like I would know if somebody else was touching me. I would have woken up immediately. Ah! Literally. Oh, hi, Jake. What you doing here? Um, so then, uh, we cut to Lorraine, like, banging on trying to, like, grab anyone's attention to help her. Yeah, and she, like, tries to reach through the door and, like... Wait, 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 she hasn't... She finds an axe, and that's when she, like, bangs it through. Yeah, she finds yeah. an axe, like, bangs mm-hmm. the door, and she feels, like, the lock. And yeah, so she tries which to, like, is a shining moment when yeah, she... Yeah, uh-huh. And she tries to grab the lock, mm-hmm. and Howard comes by and, like, breaks her fingers, like... I don't know if that's that part. It's that part, isn't it? I thought it was. Oh, that's like right after. Sorry, but yeah. uh, I sped ahead. No, it's there's okay. Because there's another another pearl on that painting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bobby. But yeah, Bobby, but Howard Bobby does. Lynn, Bobby Lynn comes in or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, that's because Max starts screaming. Yeah, Max starts screaming at Bobby because she sees that it's a pearl in there. Bobby and then Lynn's like, in. "What the fuck?" And she's like, "She was that day." And then like pearls like, 
old lady sprinting. She's like, <laughs> and it's just so funny. <laughs> but that's when, like, after that, we cut to like Howard, like chopping off, like crushing her Lorraine's fingers. Oh yeah. Yeah, it looks so nasty. What? Does not look good. Like I thought he chopped them off. Like, but they're just broken. But Howard, like, screams at her that she's making things worse. And she screams for someone to help her from, but from this angle. Oh, wait, come on. Yeah, so, but Howard screams at her that she's making things worse. And uh-huh. she screams for someone to help her. Howard, like, points a gun at her, telling her to get back in the cellar. And Lorraine sobs and screams for someone else to, like, completely help her. Howard tells her to shut up and then turns on the TV to drown her out. Shut up. And we see the TV pastor again saying kidnappers, murderers, sex scenes, lurking where we least expect in good Christian homes, right under our very noses. Little do we know the kidnappers, murderers, and sex scenes are the old people. <laughs> wah, wah. And then we cut to Max snorting more cocaine. More cocaine. But third time of the day. She is she, huffing it. She's like, she I. She is huffing and puffing. She's like, I don't need to deal with this right blowing now. blowing Jackson Hole. I know she's not. I'm just kidding. I thought it was funny. And I just thought to myself, where did she find the time? Where did and she find that time? That's when we overhear yeah, Bobby yeah. calling out for Jackson and Wayne. Jackson! And then that's when Bo- Bobby goes to, like, tip by the pond to see if he's there. But she finds Pearl instead. Pearl. And then she's like, ma'am, you need to come closer. You don't want to fall in. So Bobby puts her blanket that she had around her around Pearl, asking if she's okay. And she tells her that her nana gets confused sometimes, so she knows all about it. And she and even Bob, thought... And Pearl's like, don't touch me. No, that's not yet. She's, she explains that she wanted to become a nurse one day, and then Bobby tries to get Pearl to, like, follow her back to the house. But Pearl just, like, bitch slaps her. She said, Bow. Bam! Don't touch me, you whore. <laughs> that's all what she says. Close enough, okay? <laughs> like, she slaps Bobby hard. I feel so close to you. Right oh, my God. So Pearl says that she doesn't need a nurse and she asks Bobby what she has ever done besides being a whore. I guess you were, right? <laughs> what have you ever done besides being a whore? Bobby is like, okay, you don't want my help. That's fine. And that's your business. And Bobby tries to walk away, but Pearl stops her by saying she does not deserve to flaunt it, which I, her body. Yeah, she's like, you don't deserve that body of yours, you sinner. <laughs> Bobby tells her that it's not her fault that Pearl never got to live the life she always wanted. And then she tells Pearl to move out of her out of her way. Pearl just kind of stands there, so Bobby gets in her face and she tells her to move, you mean old ugly bit. And she's gonna say it, but before she does, Pearl pushes Bobby into the pond. But um, and we see Bobby like come up for air, and we see her for like a second, and then Pearl's like, "Bitch," to like Bitch. to finish out the sentence, and then a gator chops on her head. Chomp, dude. This scene lasted way longer than I wanted it to. That gator said. I know, but she was like, ah, and then, like, we see, like, the alligator barrel rolling. Do the death roll. Do the death roll. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, here comes the death roll. And Sarah's like, the what? And then, dude, the gator. That is, I know what that means. The gator's chop on her and just starts twisting. Do you know, do you know why they do that? Yeah, it's like, drown them, right? They're trying to rip, like, your body off the part. Like, if, if they should grab your arm and do that, they're ripping your arm off the side. Oh, my God. I just felt that It's easier to digest you in parts than whole, so That's crazy But it just It made me really sad Because I don't think Bobby Lynn was that bad of a person But she gets the most gruesome Yeah, she's just a dirty whore I mean, like, she gets, like, the second most gruesome death You could argue being stabbed in the face of the fourth horse I would say RJ gets the most gruesome death 
so she gets like the third. Because we gotta remember the other deaths were like getting shot. So that's true. Like half, like two of the five deaths in this movie are just getting shot. Let's see, they're stabbed in the neck. They're stabbed in the face mm. with a pitchfork. There's eaten by an alligator. Which I honestly, I feel like that's a monster or something. Yeah, it is. And then uh, Nova Tour is getting shot. Yeah. So Howard walks up to Pearl and looks at Actually, the aftermath. Actually, not counting gold people. Gold people are different story. <laughs> Howard walks up to Pearl and looks at the aftermath and he asks her if she's the one. And Pearl tells him that she knows that she does not like the ones. We cut to Max washing off Pearl's touch off of her. She starts calling for the group, not knowing that her and Lorraine are the only survivors. Guys. Hello. So Max hears Howard and Pearl walking back. And I just want to say, I don't know how Max knew that they had something to do with it. But I guess she doesn't trust Pearl. But I think I would have assumed that Howard was coming to, like, apologize. But Max, she just knew. She goes, she hides. Because Pearl and Howard aren't looking for her. So as... Pearl and Howard are in the house. Yeah, they, Howard, weird. yeah, Howard tells her that no one is here. And he asks Pearl what happened to Wayne. And Pearl tells him that she stuck him in the barn like a pig where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Howard tells Pearl that that's three down. And Pearl corrects him saying four. But Howard tells her he saved one for them, for her, back at the house. And Pearl tells him that she doesn't want her, referring to Lorraine. She yeah. wants Max because she's different and she has something special. She tells Howard that she is sick and tired of never getting what she wants. Which is kind of like how uh, Max was in the beginning, like being like, "Oh, I'm tired of waiting, Wayne." Howard tells that, you that brings a good point. Yeah, the way. and that's one of my questions that I have. Here. Okay. So, what do you think about the similarities between Pearl and Maxie? I have that too. I have that but too. My question was better. No, it's okay. I I was gonna say I really love how they're literally two sides of the same coin. Like, two different sides of the same point. Like, I literally see them as two different paths. They're on the same paths, but each one is, is are different outcomes. Max could end up like Pearl. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's being bitter like that to the point where she's going to kill for it. Yeah. And, but, but Max is choosing a different route. She's making her own way. Yep. Like, she knows how where she could end up. And the fact that it's both played by, like, Mia Goth is, like, artistic perfection. Mia Goth. Just artistic perfection. Mia Goth climbs in the bed with Mia Goth. <laughs> so, There's no stopping us right now. But uh, uh, another thing that I really liked about the duality of like, like I really like how like X Factor and then like X Rated like referring to the porn like it's all very like dualities of definitely like of Pearl and Max. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm sorry, audience, if I'm not making any sense, but... Yeah, she's a little crazy. (laughs) So Howard tells her he wants to give it to her, but he's tired, too. Give it to me! (laughs) She says she knows, and she asks him to tell her that she's special. And he says, of course you are. Is it her? Can I say the line? Wait, we gotta wait to get there. Uh, (laughs) I'm ready! I know. And that he has felt that way towards her since the moment they met. He tells her she has always been the most beautiful woman he has ever seen. And she says not anymore, sadly, which is like, cool. And he's like, always. And honestly, if they weren't like murderers, sex beings, kidnappers, I honestly thought the scene was really sweet. Like him just reassuring her like that. No, I thought it was really sweet. She tells him that he uh, still wants her as she removes the blanket from around her and she guides uh, her, like his hands to her boobs, telling him to make her feel young again. Howard's asks, he's like, what if my heart can't take it? And Pearl tells him he can. 
and he starts removing his clothes and kissing her. So they're like full on making out, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then we pan to the uh, uh, from them making out to the underneath the bed, and that's where we see Max. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, but Max is just under their bed, by the way. Yeah, literally. That's where she went to hide. All right, your turn, Ben. Fuck me, Howard. <laughs> They're, they are going at it. And you like, see it, bro. Like you see everything, bro. You see it all. You see it's it like, all. Ugh, ugh, she's like, fuck they're me, like, Howard. And before, and before this, they were talking about, like, the murders or whatever. They were talking about, like, killing everybody. And now they're just like, so Max being the smart little bitch she, that she, she is, able to get out, right? she crawls while they're distracted. Like, she fucking sprints, bro. She's like army crawls. Yeah, she's, she gets out, she finds RJ's corpse, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever, uh, at the van. But, like, the keys aren't there, right? She yeah. finds a corpse in the van. So, but she manages to take the pistol that's in the glove box from earlier. Yes. Chekhov's gun, by the way. Yeah. Again, also literally a gun, but you know, you get the Yeah. Um, but she hears, like, Lorraine screaming yeah. for help. Yeah, anyway, Maxine, uh, yeah, she hears Lorraine screaming and uh, frees her or whatever. She, it, but Lorraine blames Max for all this. Yes. Which is like, I don't get that. Why? Uh, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But anyway, so Lorraine, uh... Yeah, and Max tells her, like, okay, we need to find the keys, we need to stick together. Lorraine's like, I fucking hate you, bitch! I hate you. It's anyway, like, so, why are you she's screaming? Like, and she, like, starts panicking or whatever, and yes. she gets out. And she gets out! And then she gets shot literally, by Howard. Literally, it's so jarring. It's yeah. so it, jarring. But, but Maxine's still like hiding in there because mm-hmm. they don't know about that Maxine. Literally, as soon as we see Lorraine get shot, that's ducks. Like she fucking like moves out of the way to like hide behind a wall. And so like Howard and Pearl, they're like they want to frame them as like people like breaking in or whatever mm-hmm. in case the police show up. So they start they start moving the bodies. Uh, the, I guess Lorraine like is, like starts gurgling like yes. Yeah, Howard and Howard has a heart attack. Yes. And like dies like right there. Yeah. I don't know. These people are like croaked, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And Pearl's like panicking. And Pearl's like, <laughs> she's like, Howard, Howard. <laughs> anyway, so Maxine is able to get the keys from Howard, right? And no, 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 no. She puts, she points the gun at uh, uh, Pearl. Oh yeah, but she gets the keys. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, this is important. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Pearl asks Max for help, and but Max is like, where, where are the keys? And she tells Max is in the kitchen, and uh, while this is all going on, the pastor's still like preaching. Uh, it's like a little sermon. Max tells Pearl that she's going to rot when people find out what she's done, but Pearl asks her what has she done. She asks Max what about her and what she does, what she really, uh, that does she really think she doesn't know what Max has done and who she really is. She tells her that she saw what she did in the barn and proceeds to call her a demian little whore. Pearl tells Max that they are the same and that Max will end up just like her. Uh-huh. Max tells her she's nothing like her and tells her she's a kidnapping, murdering, sex fiend. And as that is like happening, it's the pastor saying the same thing on the on the TV. Yep. No, and I- she's like, I'm a fucking star, and the whole world's gonna know my name, and that she will not accept the lie I do not deserve. Amen, brother. And then the pastor says the exact same thing. And people in the congregation are like, <laughs> like literally, we are cheering on Max. So and Maxine gets the keys, right? Well, hold on, like she pulls the gun on Pearl, and that's when they realize it doesn't work. Yeah, because it's empty. There's mm. no bullets in it. Yeah. But uh, Pearl manages to grab Howard's shotgun. Yes. Right? But she fires it, and like, <laughs> with a recoil, sends her. Flying. She says whoosh. <laughs> and it like breaks her hip or whatever. 
So uh, she breaks her hip. And Earl- no, 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 you missed it because the pastor's like, now that's what I call divine intervention. Because she fucking misses Max. Um, that was fine. <laughs> And so, uh, you can go, you can take it, go ahead. Yeah, Max steps out of the house as Pearl complains about her hip and asks for help, and Max, like, shh. This is, like, a callback from earlier. As she gets in the truck to leave, Pearl screams that she's a whore, and that she's not innocent, and that she's not special, and that it'll all be taken away from her just like it was for her, for Pearl. Pearl keeps screaming and that she's gonna tell everyone as Max puts the truck in reverse and crushes Pearl's head. And you're like, oh my gosh. Max tells Pearl that it was their little secret as she runs over her again, uh-huh. putting the truck in drive, and she goes to leave. So she making, she, she, she escapes. Yeah, she's the final and so, girl. And so the next morning, the police show up and they're like, uh, uh, they're looking at all the bodies. No, you missed it. She takes another hit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's like the fourth one. Workout. She's like one more time. And the, no, it's the fact that she time. kept it on her that entire time. She kept it on her the entire time. What a phoenix. <laughs> the next morning, the police show up, right? Mm-hmm. What? No, wait, hold on. You missed it. Like, we overhear the, the, the preacher on the TV do a voiceover as, like, we see Max, like, driving away. That part's boring, though. No, it's not. It makes sense. You're- I hope... And he says, I hope that through my own admission, others may find the light. He tells the audience that he wants to show us something, and he tells the camera to get a shot of this as he reveals a picture of Max. He tells everyone that this is his beautiful daughter, Maxine, lured into a life of sin by the very deviance we warn of here on a daily basis. From our loving home into the hands of the devil, we pray that one day she'll find her way home to us. And that's when we see the cops. Anyway. (laughs) It's important. Yeah. So it was that preacher who's, um, um, what am I trying to say? Whose uh, messages were appearing on TV. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Pearl and Howard knew that that was know. the next thing's daughter. Anyway, the police are, like, looking around at all the bodies, and they discover mm-hmm. RJ's camera, and they're like, I wonder what's on it. Mm-hmm. And then the sheriff, it's like a goddamn fucked up horror picture. It's just further from the truth, because it's just the porn. I mean, I mean, they didn't get any of the uh, killing stuff. But the end. Thank God. Oh my goodness. Good movie. Did you really like it? It's a puff puff smash. Well, we haven't got there yet. We haven't great graded it. We gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. I did like it. I think I'm gonna give it an eight. I I really do like this movie. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, it's a really good movie. And it's and I never felt like it was long either. Yeah, it it had it, it was paced very well. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the religious undertones that the film had? Did you like it? Do you feel like it was needed? Mm, I don't know. I think it was kind of just played for something. Something. I don't know. It, it didn't really make a lot of sense why it was there, but at first cool. it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end there, yeah. I really enjoyed that, like, the fact that Max uses what her father preaches as her own mantra. It's like, blue, blue. I, I feel like she's taking a little bit of home with her. I, I feel like it's not like a, a live in her life in sin, so mm-hmm. to speak. It's just more like, oh, she wants to do this with her life, but mm-hmm. like she still like live, has her own set of values and morals. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I feel like a lot of people think, I guess being in America, you know, like, here in America we like think sex is such a taboo thing and it's just it's more like complicated than anything else uh-huh. but I feel like if you know your yourself and your body 
why not why not share that you know yeah all right so we both agree to get this movie an eight. Oh yeah all right and i was gonna ask you one more question um i find it interesting that the male sexuality is heightened up to the woke level that most women face in like slasher horror film um would you like to comment on that like what do you think about that what do i think about male sexuality yeah about how it was a little bit heightened heightened up um like like rj literally nice calls him a man whore and think, we're I seeing think, like I, penises can i talk no hold on i'm sorry just let me like i'm sorry but we're seeing penises the way we would see like breast in like a regular movie I like think it's, it's just like, it comes out of nowhere i think it's like a it's a refreshing taste of the whole like oh mm -hmm. uh the people die in horror movies because of their sexual mm -hmm. uh activities yeah and whatever and it's nice to see that like oh the men are also dying for that as well not mm -hmm. just the women yeah but yeah so we both give this an eight an eight and that makes it a puff puff smash smash Woo. <laughs> Woo. all right dream blunt rotation um bobby okay uh, Lorraine. Okay. Jackson. Really? Jackson Hole? <laughs> I would do Max. Boo. Bobby. Boo. Oh my god. Can't do Max. Why? Max is boring. I love Max. No, I. You're you saying Max is boring? No, she, cause you, cause she you, took three hits. Because you passed the blunt, she'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> She said, I, like, I brought my own. I got my own supply. She's, just, she's in the rotation. It's all good. Okay, so what death surprised you the most? What death surprised me? <gasps> Probably the rains. The rains? Yeah, I think I was expecting her to be the final girl. Said, yeah, I know, like, even in, like, the, her face is on the bow, poster. Bow, bow. They literally did, like, a scream approach because they thought that Drew Barrymore, you know, the girl in the beginning of the film, we they thought she was going to be the final girl, like, the way she gets killed off so quickly because her face was all over the posters. So I feel like the rain... I, that really surprised me. Who can relate? Woo! Uh, sorry, I didn't let you finish your dream block rotation. No, so, it's okay. So Maxine, yeah, Bobby, it, all girls, all girls, all girls, and Lorraine. Okay. All right. Um, what did you think about um, "Fuck Me Howard"? That was so fucking funny, Fuck bro. Me, it was just a nice little taste, bro. So I was like, what the? I just thought, like, honestly, like Mia Goss, mine. Like, honestly, when sex plays, like, obviously, I'm uncomfortable, and the fact that it's old people is even more uncomfortable. But like, the fact that she thought, like, "Fuck me, Howard" is fucking hilarious. Right, what do you bro. think this movie says about pornography, though? Mm, I feel like they weren't really showing it in a negative way. Yeah. Like, I don't just know. Just chilling. Yeah. Like, it's a job. Like, sex workers are, like, workers. <laughs> All right. And my last one. Okay. What was your favorite part? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Um, what was my favorite part? Honestly, when they were all together, like, sitting in the uh, living the room. The kitchen? No. Oh, living room? No, or living room. eating, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Like, sort of. Like, just hanging out. And they were singing uh, Landslide. I really like that. I feel like that was like the last time that they were all really happy with each other. Like content. It was the last time they're all alive. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. What about you? I my my favorite scene. Mm -hmm. My favorite scene was the um probably at the beginning mm -hmm. when you see Maxine, mm -hmm. she's like hyping herself up for like oh, this the or whatever in the mirror, yeah. and then she comes out. She's after doing coke. She's like, I'm a fucking movie star. Yeah. Oh, I'm a movie star. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I love her energy. 
All right, guys. Uh, don't right. forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are now we're not the only po- podcast called Puff Puff Pass. Well, we're not. Well, we thought we were original. Well, they're they're not called Puff Puff Pass. Yeah, they are. What, what are they called? They're called Puff Puff Pass. But uh, just to differentiate. I think we're the only film one, though. Yeah, we are. Ours is the one with the couple in the background. So make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode posting every Sunday. As well as Sober Thoughts on Wednesdays the following week. Not every Wednesday. It's just once a month. It's once a month. But also follow but we'll us let you on know Twitter. In yeah, follow us on Twitter at Puff Pass Podcast to keep up with the latest news and updates. Puff Pass Podcast. I know. It's quite a tongue twister. It's a mouthful. I know. Also, email us. We want to hear from you and your thoughts about the movies as well. You might just feature on Sober Thoughts at the end of the month. So email us at puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. So our Twitter is Puff Pass Podcast. Our email is puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. Yep. Whoop, whoop. I know. All right, is that everything, Sam? That's everything. All right. Thank you all for listening yes. in. What? Should we tell them what we were doing next week? Didn't we already tell them? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I don't think we even know. Okay, well, either way. <laughs> the, the movie we're doing for next week is... It's Monster House, everybody. So I had to clarify Sahara. I was like, I was like, what is it again? Sorry, the movie we are doing next week is Monster House, yes, the so animated horror classic from horror. all of our childhoods. <laughs> so stay tuned yeah, that for was, that. that. That was the first scary movie I ever watched really? growing up. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it? Yeah. All right, keep stay tuned for the rest for our Halloween month. Woo, bye. Bye.